Hey guys, so welcome to the OYOT or On Your Own Terms podcast with Amber Cherie, where it's a safe space and a resource for professional moms to share their experiences navigating through their careers on their own terms. Each Friday, join us as we mix motherhood and our professional life into a power hour to help moms take a breather and know that they are not on this alone on this journey called life. Uh, we keep it real as we share our personal experiences being the chief of our household while balancing work and showing up our best most days. So, you guys, I'm excited this week. Um, we have a special guest that's near and dear to my heart. But before we bring her on to be a part of the episode, I just want to introduce myself. So, if you've never met me before, well, there could be a couple of ways you've met me. Um, so the first one is if you have journeyed your way over from the Inner Circle podcast to OYOT, uh, welcome. So my little sister and I, Taylor, we have a podcast called The Inner Circle, which is more focused on people and their passions, um, their professions. It could be just certain topics. We just bring them on and we have a candid conversation, uh, whatever's on their mind. Or you just learn something new about maybe a career or professional journey that you've never heard before. But it's awesome. That's the first podcast I started. And um, my little sister and I have been recording and publishing podcasts for over two years on that podcast. And so if you found me from that one and you decided that you wanted to come to this one, uh, this is going to be just a little bit different. It's more on professional. Like the professional mom is what we're focused on on this podcast. So you don't have to be a mom uh, to to listen to or get something from it. Um, it's just mainly here to like talk to the people that are near and dear to my heart, but then also people that inspire me or that I've been able to interact with. And I think that it would be good for them to share their story because at the end of the day, all of us moms are all different. And our experiences, whether we're single moms or we're in a relationship, those dynamics can be different. And so there's no rule book to to do this. And so how is each person doing their, you know, parenting journey on their own terms and getting some like all of us have different points of views. So that's the main purpose of this one. If you have traveled your way from that one, that podcast to this podcast. If you know me personally and you're just here to support, I appreciate you. Welcome. DM me. You guys have provided so much feedback. I've gotten so much positive, like, hey, this inspired me, or hey, I never even thought that you could do this, or hey, I got this resource, or hey, I didn't even know that person that I, I'm familiar with is, was even going through that stuff in their personal lives and in trying to balance all of that. Like, wow, you know, you look at moms differently whether you are familiar with that person or not <clears throat> so I please keep it coming if you have any ideas of things that you want to hear that you want me to touch on or you have a person that you think would be appropriate for us to like share their story please um, provide that feedback and don't forget to leave that in 
the Spotify, um, I usually leave a question or a poll after every single episode. And so if you do want to communicate with me that way, please do. It's private to me. No one else can see your feedback. Also, you can always text me or email me too. And if you, lastly, if you've never even met me, you don't know who I am. You just saw this Amber Sheree girl and you don't even know what the inner circle is, but somehow you ended up getting to this platform because you saw something. I've, I've seen people on Instagram ha- that have found me with a um, a tagline or a, what do you call it? Y'all, I'm terrible with social media, a, a caption or I don't know, like a tag or whatever. And you have found your way to me. Welcome. I hope that you experience uh, this experience uh, becomes rewarding. It's inspirational. And yeah, welcome to the to the OYOT. So I want to go ahead and just introduce our guest this week. Um, and I'm going to pull up her bio really quick. But obviously, y'all know I'm going to introduce her the way that I see her because. But let me go ahead and give you a little bit of information about her so that you guys can have a, a baseline. So um, Brittany Grimes, born and raised in Indianapolis. She has a bachelor's degree from IU Bloomington in public relations and journalism. She also has a master's degree at Northwestern whoop, whoop, in integrated marketing communications. She's been married for three years. She is a boy mom to almost a three-month-old. And probably by the time you guys hear this, he'll probably be like maybe five or six months. Um, but we'll see. She she started off as a fur mama though, to two, uh, two baby dog or puppies. And now she has the fur mom, and then she also has the I wouldn't say the real mom, but the physical human mom too. <laughs> that she is. Uh, and then she's also a marketer. And so I am excited to to have her on here. She's a close friend. So how I see her is Brittany uh, was one of the first individuals I met when I was at IU. And I can't even remember. I know that we did a couple of clubs and um, our activities with each other. And from when we were interacting then, you know, we were solid. Like we would have lunch dates every blue moon. I Anytime we would see each other, you know, passing uh, on on campus or at the library, we would say hi and acknowledge each other. Um, and then obviously when you're in activities and groups with each other, you work with each other. But I feel like our relationship changed or got stronger when she also decided to make the amazing decision to pledge uh, Delta Sigma Theta and she became my soul war. Um, <laughs> but then she also, it became even stronger when she did, like we mentioned before, she went to Northwestern. And so she moved to Chicago and you guys have met my husband already. You guys have met, I had heard, heard my 411 about everything. Uh, well, not everything, but a piece of my life. And so during that journey, she, um, we became roommates. And so that was cool, you know, because like, honestly, you know, sometimes when you're an adult, you're like, mm, I don't know if I can live with this person. But honestly, like it was, it was like easy. Like it was easy like, to the point where when um, her husband uh, would come and visit her at that time, it was like, we was all like brothers and sisters just in the household, you know, watching movies. Hey, what you want for dinner? Hey, what you want for breakfast? You know, all of that. 
And our relationship grew from that. So not only is she a friend to me, she's also a sorority sister to me, but then she's also like an actual sister to me. Like she's, you know, she's the goddaughter of my son. Uh, she's been around my family. Um, and if you are able to experience me that intimately, you're you're pretty much like solid. And so I'm excited to have her on this journey. She is a new mommy. And so I thought it would be appropriate to kind of give you guys that different point of view, especially trying to navigate like balancing mom, balancing wife, balancing work. And so, yeah. So Brittany, welcome. I know I've talked a lot, but welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So with at the beginning of every podcast, we like to do a little icebreaker. And so uh, a part of me wants to go with food because Brittany does cook, but I feel like I always ask Brittany what she's cooking. So let me <laughs> do something different. So since you are a new mommy, what would you say has been either the, the best app that you've used so far to kind of help you or the best, ooh, the best thing that you've done for yourself since you become a mom let's stick with that one let's do that one the best thing I've done for myself since becoming a new mother I'd probably say would be my um what I'm calling the the snatchback (laughs) (laughs) or snapback that's what they call it the snapback (laughs) project so that is me kind of getting back into my normal routine for maintenance, you know? So whether that's getting my manicures, my pedicures, my hair done on a regular basis, um, trying to get back into my schedule for exercising as well, that's become more of a priority. So all those things fell by the wayside directly after I gave birth to my baby. And, you know, I just didn't feel like myself. I'm not quite back to a hundred percent, but it's, helped me a lot mentally just to at least start getting those appointments in order and on a regular cadence that's helped me tremendously because I'm like at least I don't look a total mess <laughs> I come outside and, and I'm fine with that so far yeah. <laughs> I definitely can relate to that like I don't think I started getting my hair done well my hair I always try to get my hair done but my nails done I would say probably until we started having to be forced out of the pandemic uh, to come outside to go back to the office. So I got to go back outside? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, how am I looking? Especially clothes. I don't know if you've gotten to that stage, but yeah, (laughs) at the beginning, I was like, I can't fit anything. Like I was taking, like my mom came to visit me. She was like, what do you wear? I have I cleared out my whole closet like most of everything that's in in my closet is new like because I was just like I can't fit nothing like and don't even talk about perfect professional work clothes that you got to put on to go to the office boy like those were not even here so <laughs> oh God, I already know I, I already know I'm 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 living it mentally I'm like girl I'm going through that right <laughs> right now I'm just like listen the way the stomach is set up, it's not, <laughs> it's not where it's going to be. So I don't know. I'm just taking it day by day at this point. Day by day. Yes, that's all you can do. And the fact that you're, your son's only three months right now. So, you know, it's, you're good. 
you're you're good like and I I I was gonna say like even a year you know whatever your time is you know also you have your body is still healing you know during this time that first three to six months I feel like is that first your body's kind of just settling to what it's I guess not going to be but like you're healed up your 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 body parts you know the inside of where your baby was living is all healed up and then you know if you're breastfeeding and all that other stuff that can be a whole nother journey for however long you want it to be you know Mm -hmm. sometimes so you got time but I'm excited about the snatchback the snatchback project Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) with the snatchback project what would you say you know I feel like Sometimes when we are doing the snapback snatchback project or we're trying to get back on schedule or we're trying to balance like our kids and our husband's schedule, we are just moving along, like moving, just keep run- we're running, we're doing this, we're doing that, every single particular task. But we don't stop to take a second and just say, okay, you know, let me reflect on the day that I had, even even if it was terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, like what are what are some things that I can be grateful for or what is like something that inspired me today? So it could be like, hey, I was able to do a sit up, you know, during the snatchback project. And, you know, I was able to, I don't know, fit in those jeans or at least got my leg in the part of the jeans that, <laughs> you know, uh, or it could be, you know, just looking at your your son's face and watching him you know do tummy time so what was your inspirational moment for this week oh for this week Sundays are always really good for me actually especially because within the last maybe couple of weeks we started going back to church live you know so I'm just like okay this is a whole new energy you know great way to start the week and so I would say my inspirational moment really came today in church I think um just the music ministry did a great job and really spoke to some things that I'm going through. Um, as you know, I'm going to work soon. And even though I've been on maternity leave, I've been thinking about work, may or may not be doing some things for work. Um, so mm-hmm. managing that and like I said, some things that I've been going through with it. And it was just really encouraging, something to help me, you know, really change my perspective, if you will, or at least adjust it. So that was really helpful. And just getting out the house. Mm-hmm. yeah I um I need to I've dipped and dabbled into transitioning live and I agree with you I, I it's a whole different other experience of when you are physically in the sanctuary versus when you're watching it on like YouTube or Facebook or whatever um and the interactions of just seeing people so loving that just say you know even if you haven't seen anybody all week you have I don't think we're holding hands anymore right now but you can at least see you know people's smiles as they're coming in and if you haven't seen your like I don't know like a family member or a close family friend that you see at church all the time it's good to kind of give them a hug you know and have that uh that not intimate but you know that um yeah that touch the the touch so but yeah uh now that junior is potty trained we can drop him off at uh 
what you call it, children's shirts so he can get some um yeah <laughs> First of all, amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we can like drop him off so that he can get some diversity within his week. Um, so <laughs> and earlier, I think I heard you say goddaughter. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, son, sorry, godson. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I do that all the time, and I'm like, I don't even blink twice, I don't think, until like somebody tells me I'm like thank you let me yeah <laughs> not my godfather okay um. yeah godmother so to 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 my son there we go um y'all I've had a crazy week and a crazy couple of weeks so please like like charge it to my I guess my head not my heart <laughs> I was gonna let you ride I was like well I might as well tell her now it's a great segue but yeah yeah and also too like how would that work if Brittany was his god uh daughter like how would that work to a three-year-old you know <laughs> we would have had all kind of questions coming into your Spotify to your DMs like tell me how this works like, yeah you understand <laughs> and that was the other way but yeah <laughs> So yes, as a correction, thanks, Brittany. Uh, but Brittany is um, Junior's godmother, and um, along with Deanna, and her husband is um, Junior's godfather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now he has a, a new little brother um, that he can nurture because he's been asking for a baby brother or sister. And I'm like, listen, uh, you have to wait, bruh. Like, but you have you have options, you know. You he did a great job the other day when we came over. He was helping well, feed him. I mm-hmm. think it was, I'm like, see, he's a natural. He has this. <laughs> wait until he has uh, a human that is in there with him, like 24 seven. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> hear you I hear you giving us a a heads up on some things and I love to hear it I love to hear it I'm like excited excited every time we talk about it yeah maybe next year we'll see we'll see Uh, I've been given the uh uh, the the green light to to get my expectations ready but who knows when you start going through it you know it's sometimes God has different plans for you so just trying to have a what I what I want to do but we'll see what what happens so um but yeah but let's jump into the podcast um and like I mentioned to you guys before I wanted to bring Brittany on again because Brittany is going through a season of transition um and also uh amazing new opportunities at work and so like I think you know getting getting prepared and planning just like um I am a planner Brittany is for sure she like I I look like small potatoes compared to Brittany (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to the planning aspect and so I I kind of wanted to just bring her on for just a a different perspective um, for you moms that are like either have just had a baby or about to go to work or you know whatever whatever or about to have your baby you know your baby's not even here but you're about to go on maternity leave 
what what could that look like and what um <clears throat> what what is she what has she dealt with and what is she dealing with now and what is she preparing for so Brittany mm-hmm. with um with before we start jumping into the motherhood aspect can you give the listeners just a brief background of your career and what you've been doing since you've graduated from IU um how why did you transition to Northwestern like what was the what was your goal with um, going back to school and getting your degree and how has that impacted you now and kind of where you are in your career as far as your aspirations and obviously you you know you can share companies or you don't most people don't um but what are some of the positions and and um experiences have you had in your professional work life yeah, so far, let's see. So after leaving IU, I booked it ASAP to Atlanta, <laughs> where I was able to become a, um, an entertainment marketer. So that's the industry that I was in for a couple of years. And so during that time, I had the opportunity to really get my hands dirty, if you will, in the field that, you know, I was going after. And it also showed me that I really, you know, I, I want to continue to hone my craft, if you will, and really elevate it. And so what I said is like, hey, I want to I wanna do this marketing thing because at the time I was at a public relations and marketing agency. And I'm like, I really want to dig deeper into marketing. And so that's exactly what I did. I felt like the time was right because the company I was with was great for a while. Um, but at some point, some of us feel like, okay, I think I'm giving more than I'm getting from this experience. And so that was my cue to make the transition. And so I applied for graduate school, which had to be in God's plan, because if you asked me an undergrad, would I ever go back to school? The answer would be a clear uh, no. I really want to tell you what I was doing before my SAT test in undergrad. Like, like I was not about that life. I took the SAT just for GP, the general principal, just because I thought it was the right thing to do. I was not going to nobody's grad school, okay? But the Lord said otherwise. And so there I was. Um, I was blessed to get into Northwestern University. And so, as you mentioned a little earlier, I studied um, integrated marketing communications. I got my um, master of science in that, specialized in brand strategy. And that opened a number of doors as well. So from there, I was working in consumer product goods on the marketing side, and then I transitioned into pharmaceutical marketing. And so that's what I do now as an associate brand manager. And so a lot of what I do every day uh, would not be as tactical as some people may immediately think when they think about marketing. So it's not the social media, it's not the email marketing, it's more strategic. So it's like setting the vision for the other activities to fall in place. Like, how are we all tracking? What are we trying to accomplish? What does the marketplace look like? Um, what, are our, what are our stakeholders, our consumers saying? What are some obstacles we have to overcome and how are we gonna do that? And so I work with the team uh, to answer those types of questions, so to speak. Um, so really excited about what I'm doing now. I'm certainly continuing to create even more goals for myself and strive towards that. Uh, so, you know, I've been able to take a, a bit of a hiatus to take care of my baby. And so I'll be getting back to it uh, maybe in a month or so. So, yeah. <laughs> what are you the most nervous about when it comes to like transitioning? Because it sounds like you have a very pivotal, um, important role 
for where you work when it comes to whatever brand or product line that you are in charge of. So how how are you, like, what are you the most nervous about kind of coming back into that and getting back in the rhythm, but then um, also making sure that you are the chief of your household and that you're keeping your husband and your, your fur baby and your real baby kind of together? Yeah, I think the most nervous or the the thing I'm most nervous about rather is just the lack of time, <laughs> you know, like there's never enough time in the day. I think that was the case for everybody in the whole wide world. I think it is for me as well before and after the baby, but especially now after the baby, because it's not like I can just get up and go and it's not like I can stay a few hours over work you know and it'd be no consequence you know like I used to do so that's kind of my concern is the time because my job is really demanding and we're at a phase um in the brand where it's really all hands on deck go 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 you know what I mean and so I want to certainly perform well in my job but it's also really important for me to perform well here at home and so as much as I value prioritization, sometimes me personally, I'm the last thing that I prioritize and work certainly is high on the list, you know? And so I'm certainly gonna continue to be ambitious, certainly continue to perform, um, but it's gonna have to come down a little bit because my family is the most important that it's ever been in my life. And I have a whole little life depending on me now. And so I'm going to have to get really serious about creating those boundaries uh, for my time and protecting that. So that's kind of what I'm nervous about because I had this idea and it sounds a little cynical, but it is what it is. I feel like people will use you up until they can't use you anymore. So they'll test those boundaries and people don't tend to like boundaries. And I'm not necessarily speaking for the people at my job because I, I do think I have a very supportive manager, et cetera. But overall, you know, anybody dealing with me is going to have to deal with my boundaries. And I just hope everything fits well together and everybody's as supportive as I hope they are. Well, I think you're on a great road right now because sometimes we don't even, when it comes to boundaries, I don't know if you deal with this, but I'm um, a recovered people pleaser. And oh, stuff. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> and so it's like hey you know I mean I'll ruffle I'll rock the boat if I have to but <laughs> and anybody knows me knows that I uh but that's that's the older me I, as I'm getting older and more mature like rocking the boat sometimes is not even worth rocking because like what are we rocking for what's the angle gonna be you know um and so turning into that more like people pleaser aspect it's it's hard to draw draw boundaries and you can read um there's one book in my queue that I'll share with you guys in the show notes that is about boundaries and um man that lady it's a black woman she wrote it and it's like been super popular like at least over the last six to nine months people have done book talks over it um I gotta look it up for you guys but <clears throat> to share it but how I guess for me, since you since you've acknowledged boundaries and you know kind of like, hey, I gotta do this, like what has been your resource or what are some tips 
for for all of us, not even just new moms, everybody that has this problem, what are you doing to kind of help you? Yeah, I can tell you something. So in terms of work, something that I found very helpful before and that I'm going to adjust to make work for me now is to own my calendar, if you will, like quite literally build into my default settings, what my working hours are and what they are not. And so that's going to help me a lot as far as like people booking my time. It certainly will be up to me when people test that, but nonetheless, it'll give people kind of this um, insight to say like, okay, I can grab her between this time and that time. And it still be a time that worked for me and them mutually. So that's important. Just the calendar period. Um, also, you know, this, I love me a good old planner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I just picked up the planner that you told me about. I don't know that lady's name. Mm-hmm. I forget. I just remember you sharing with me what you had for her. <laughs> and you sent that link on over and let me know it was available. And I'm like, great. So I picked that up. And when I tell you I'm so excited to get into it, I literally am so excited to get into it. I think it's going to be super helpful. I mean, she gives me stuff to clean. Uh, I have obviously the calendar itself. I got goals in there to keep track of, a financial tracker to keep track of. And so it it keeps those things that I do anyway in one place. And so I think that's going to save me a lot of time and also keep me accountable. So I'm really excited to use that. But definitely the calendarization is really big to help me preserve my boundaries. Um, The planners are really good for me to preserve my boundaries and to keep myself accountable to myself. So those are some things that really help me. Yeah. And the so a couple of things to what Brittany said, and I said the book that um I was referring to is called the Set Boundaries. Um, it's not the workbook, but it's the regular um uh <clears throat> the boundaries book. It's by Nedra Glover Tawab, um, and it's practical. So I I decided to sign up for the workbook. So they she has a workbook that will actually walk through practical exercises to help you um set boundaries. I'll I'll send the workbook, but then I'll also will put in the um the actual real book into here too. And then the planner that um <clears throat> that Brittany is referring to is called the home planner. And that's with uh Lori, this this amazing Southern Belle down uh in uh I think she's in Alabama now, maybe. She's kind of traveled a little bit since I've started following her. But um, as you guys know, like the our phones around us sometimes can read our brain or are listening to us a little bit. Uh, and the only reason why I found her was because I was having um, live talks with my husband. And I was like, man, I can't I can't keep up this house. Like I can't like I feel overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that is needed to maintain like, I'm not even talking about the cleaning. Like, Lori hooks it up and is like, hey, in this season, like fall season, here are the things that you need to focus on around the house and outside the house. And so I was telling him how, like, I feel like we have this big, beautiful home, but we're also very naive new homeowners and we don't really know what we're doing. Like, what are what are some of the things that we're not aware of that we could be maintaining to kind of keep us from having things broken? you know, where we have to pay all this money. So anyways, um, 
as I was scrolling through my social media, she came up and she came up a lot of times. And I was like, who is this girl? So I clicked the link um, because she has the planner that Brittany was referring to called the home planner, which I'll share with you guys in the show notes. And um, I was like, I was pretty much bought from then. It's the most beautiful planner I've ever seen. Very organized, very like things that I didn't even think of that are in there. So um, yeah, so it it literally has kept me uh, on track. It, obviously with planners, it's however you decide to use them. You can buy something and then halfway not even use it. But that's a book that I touch every day whether I'm able to check off the list and she gives you stickers and like extra habit trackers that you can do. So like self-care can be one of them reading, you know, if you want to, I've used it for that. Like maybe I'm one month, I want to focus on getting through a book. So let me track myself to make sure that I'm, you know, doing spending time, you know, Mm -hmm. with it. So when it comes to the calendars, do you sometimes merge your work calendar with your profession or your personal calendar? Um, no, because I feel like if something were to happen, I don't know what that could be. I just don't want my work oh, to, yeah. to my personal or I'm sure there's probably ways to prevent that. I just like to keep things simple. Um, so I guess digitally, no, but in my planners, I do. So my planners, I'll merge like everything that's happening in a day for work and personally, because you have the same 24 hours for both of them. So no need to track them separately. Um, so yeah, so I guess there's two answers. Digitally, no, I don't merge them. But in my planners, which are manual, um, then yes, I do. Okay. And when you walk us through, because I know you were talking about like blocking off your time and making sure that people know where you are available how are you and I know you're starting to do this now so that's the only reason why I'm bringing it up even before you go to work uh how are you trying to set up your morning routine so that you can not only pour a little bit into yourself at the beginning of the day but then also help yourself plan for right now it's just your family is what your priority and probably yourself a little bit too but what are you doing right now to kind of get in the cadence of doing that so that you can kind of integrate that into work when you go back when you go back in a few months yeah um I'm utilizing my early mornings I will say it's not as easy as it used to be but at the latest I'll get up at five o'clock because TMI maybe but I feel like a lot of your listeners are moms, so they get it. So I get up at five o'clock at the latest to start pumping because mm-hmm. uh, I am an exclusively pumping mom. I, I breastfeed my baby that way. Uh, so if I get up at 5 a.m., I try to pump for 30 minutes. That way it's uninterrupted time, hubby sleep, baby sleep. And if the baby wakes up, hubby has them. So during that 30 minute window, I think about, well, first I just try to one, get into some of the words. So I have the Bible app. So I try to look at a scripture. They have daily scriptures and stuff. They'll walk you through. So that, um, and then I try to think about what's coming up for the day and what implications those have. So it's like, okay, well, if babe has a meeting at four, that means I need to be done by X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Um, So I think that that's going to be something that I keep even when I go to work, because it allows me to feel somewhat productive and just to get my bearings yeah. before the day starts. And then I would also like to incorporate, and maybe I'm doing too much, 
uh, for a 30 minute window, but I need to start meditating again. Yeah. And so I don't know how I'm going to fit that in, but maybe during pumping, maybe during shower time, because I don't have a lot of free time or me time, as you know. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be really important for when I go back to work. I was doing it for a while. Um, and I feel like it was starting to benefit me some, and then I got away from it. So I need to get back to that. So I need to really get that into to the morning routine. But those are some things that I do to to help me out now, but are also going to help me when I get back to work. Yeah. And I would say for me, when I first started going back to work, transitioning, so it was a little bit different because we didn't have the pandemic yet when junior was um trips age mm-hmm. but <clears throat> but then very quickly after that <laughs> we, the whole world shut down um and i don't know if you guys moms uh, felt this you know feel this way period but i know i maybe i had anxiety before but i started for sure having it a little bit more outward for me um when i ended up going back to work to the point where, and I think I shared this in the first episode where I can remember having to stay late for, um, we were, it it was a busy time at work. Like quarter in is always pretty busy. And we were, I think we were in quarter in and year in at the same time. And, um, I remember coming home and I was just crying because I was like, I'm a bad mom. I came home after, you know, like I didn't make it. I I was came home so late. I didn't even make it bath or bedtime, you know, mm-hmm. like, and obviously this is not, it wasn't like a normal thing, but it was just something that, that just happened. But I remember the anxiety or even the anxiety of before I even went back to um, having to go back in the building I didn't want to leave my house. There was times where I didn't leave my house for like two weeks. I didn't mm-hmm. even see the outside of my home mm-hmm. and just going out there, like not feeling prepared to like go to Target. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I got to have a million and one diapers. I got to have like five bottles. You don't need five bottles. Like, <laughs> you got that log. But I remember like, um, going through that and uh listening to other moms and resources when they were talking about you know uh getting over that stress by doing meditation or doing yoga or or taking a walk just random things um and then also like therapy with like meditation and all the other stuff so what would you say has meditation always been something that you've always had? I know you said before and even now, but what does meditation mean to you? And how has that been able to kind of like, I mean, obviously it has helped me like put things into perspective and kind of calm my mind of when I feel like I'm going off on the deep end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is there a certain app or is there a certain like person that you're like, oh, I love this influencer or this yogi or this meditation person that has really impacted me that can help help another mom that does want to add meditation into their repertoire. Yeah. So if I miss any of that, just let me know, but I'll try to go um, point by point here. Um, but as far as how long I've done meditation, I think I really started getting into it. Let's see, when did I get pregnant? In October 
of last year. So I probably started really getting into it that same year, like 2021, maybe even 2020. I just felt like my anxiety at that point was at an all-time high. And I was starting to kind of get the language for what I was experiencing, right? Because I don't think I really knew my anxiety was anxiety until like it became a popular topic, maybe on Instagram and social media. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that's what this is, you know? <laughs> and there are ways I can, I can combat this. And so I probably didn't do much about it for a while. But like I said, during those, those times, I was just like at a point where I, I needed to do something you know, just for my own sanity. And so I tried different things. So YouTube was a resource. They have a lot of videos out there to walk you through meditation, tell you what meditation is, tell you how you think or know you're doing it right. Cause there's always that question too, when you start like, am I doing this right yeah. um, or not? So with that being said, YouTube was a big resource for me. And I just tried different folks. I don't think I really had a favorite, but obviously my preference was to, to get video bloggers who look like me because I feel like I could just relate better that way and they yeah. can speak better to my situation. Um, so that part. And then there was an app. It's not Calm. It was another app. I feel it's actually really popular. Is it Headspace? I don't have it. Yes, thank you very much. It was Headspace. Headspace helped a lot because they had really digestible meditations. Like you could even customize the length of time if you needed to. So it could be five minutes, 10 minutes, I think 15 minutes and so on and so forth. And that helped me a lot when I was in a time crunch too, because I felt like I could still get through it. Um, so that was really helpful. And it takes you through those nuanced things that especially beginners could use. So it'll tell you like, okay, well, let's try breathing exercises. Cause I know for me, you hear breathe, take a deep breath, a cleansing breath, but it's like, but what is that? You know <laughs> what I mean? And so like they had um, a session where they'll walk you through that. You know what I mean? Like exactly how are you supposed to be breathing? And even just different concepts we hear all the time and kind of the meditation conversation, but you don't know what they mean. Yep. They'll walk you through that practically and you'll see like oh that's what this is and they give you little tools well maybe little tools but impactful tools to help you throughout the day so not just your meditative session for that morning or afternoon or evening but what are some things you can do when it starts to bother you throughout the day when you can't just take a a 5 10 15 so on minute break you know yeah. so that was actually really helpful for me um so yeah those are some helpful resources as far as what meditation is for me, I feel like it's taking the time to calm your thoughts, check your thoughts, control your thoughts, and to be intentional. So I I like it a lot because I try to be as intentional as possible, you know, and I try to be as realistic as possible. But when you're dealing with things like anxiety and other things, the things that make you anxious. Yeah. <laughs> You know, just like on an ongoing basis, things just move really quickly. Things get really clouded and you don't always take the time to sit in the midst of it Yeah, you know, and figure it out. So anyway, that's what that is for me. So I think I answered those questions, but let me know if I left out something. Yeah, you did an amazing job. I think all of that is is uh is great. And you, you touch on the point about like reflection and... um kind of being able to kind of parse or not parse but go through the stages of your feelings and your thoughts 
do you have like do you journal or is there any type of thing that you do as like a self-care like book or you know any outside of meditation that you use to kind of capture your thoughts and then like reflect on them or is it mainly just like I'm in my thoughts and then I don't write them anything in wear down but I take some quiet time and then I move on past them like kind of what do you do yeah not journals so I used to do it a lot more often when I had more time in my life, uh, but now I've just kind of resigned to doing it when I feel like I have something to write about or something to think about and something to work through. Uh, so I have a journal at my bedside waiting on me to put something in it, but I've had this thing for like years, just this single book. So it's certainly continued to come in handy, like over my life as an adult, and before so journaling's really helped even when I get away from it I I can really feel you know when I haven't processed my thoughts and my feelings in a long time and so I end up going right back to it so it's been tried and true mm-hmm. do you ever look back at it and yes yes <laughs> and so remember I just mentioned like the one I have now is thick it's probably the thickest journal I've ever had and I'm like okay I guess once I finish it I'll go back because I used to do it on an annual basis yeah but girl sometimes I'm just like whoo don't want to revisit all that like <laughs> my baby's bad I don't know but I, I do find it interesting to see like kind of where I've gone and where I am and sometimes like it's encouraging and sometimes it's not because then you realize like I've been struggling with some some of the same questions you know and even some of the same dilemmas you know time after time and I guess it's worth unpacking you know maybe why that is you know I could probably use a therapy session that might be good maybe (laughs) (laughs) well I I mean talking about therapy I didn't start going until this year I, I think I started in it had to be right after my birthday so August um and Brittany knows my little sister Taylor. Like she like literally shoves therapy down your throat. She's like, everybody should have one. They should have one, two, and three of them. Like, and I'm like, girl, I, I, I mean, my mother, uh, and maybe that was the hesitation. I'm like, therapy's fine. You know, I don't feel like I need it right now. But my mom has always raised us, um, biblically or Christian as Christians. So it's always like. You know, you go to the Lord with all of your, you know, problems, which is, you know, you should go to the Lord with your problems. But mm-hmm. if you are a Christian, identify that way. Um, But I feel like God has also given us resources on earth to kind of help us also take our thoughts and our feelings to the Lord. But then also someone physically that is trained, that is a person that you feel comfortable sharing your thoughts with um that to kind of help you decipher uh them and um I know we briefly talked about anxiety and meditation and different things but I feel like mine um became unbearable to kind of get through after my grandfather passed away at the beginning of the year because he meant a lot to me and so with that like it came to the point where I couldn't even function doing the day-to-day things. Like I wasn't like sleeping a lot or wasn't like not eating, but just like remembering what I'm doing in a task or if someone were to have a conversation with me, I couldn't even, 
I can't even articulate or understand like what they just said to me or how I can like I couldn't I wasn't here like mm-hmm. I was a shell and so um and I dealt with it but then like a few months later I was like things started falling apart like and people that are around me can probably like that that are around me every single day and know that I kind of function a little bit like a little robot like always doing all these things but I couldn't even do even the things that I loved um and so I had to get a therapist and that kind of helped me through so as much as Taylor has like shoved it down all of our throats uh, I do think that there is something to someone, but um, Brittany, if you if you do have like ever want to dip and dabble into it, I definitely think um, one of the resources that I used was um, what's the Therapy for Black Girls website. Oh, um, mm-hmm. and they she also has podcasts too. Um, which I, I mean, I, I listen to a little bit, but some of them is more of like awareness than it is like, um, uh, application for me, mm-hmm. but I just, I'm like, I don't really want to go through a hospital to try to figure it out. I really don't want to go to another friend, uh, at that point. Cause I think it was just me deciphering if I needed that resource or not. So I did it more in privacy of going to the website. And I think I got lucky because, definitely found um a woman on there that literally like our first conversation I felt like I was talking to a girlfriend she made it that comfortable so anybody that needs you know and she's definitely like she has I mean I don't know if Brittany has seen changes I know my husband is is grateful that I'm in therapy right now he's like what you're doing this you're changing this up you're not what you're not going to you know you're going to actually take some sick days and not like work yourself to death you know <laughs> you're actually not going to fight me on x y and z issue you're going to let me have it what you I need to figure out who this lady is and send her this was gift uh but she has she has helped me even uh in those few months so what it's october now so yeah, I've been going to her since probably like the end of July, early August, and she has changed my life in how I see things. Um, and so I struggle with journaling, like you had mentioned, mm-hmm. and um, like sometimes I feel like these podcasts are my journals because mm-hmm. I can speak it out more quicker and decipher my thoughts and opinions and reflect back on it a lot quicker than I can. Um, write it down and then I'm uh, it's that professional the perfectionism where it's mm-hmm. like oh that a is not the way that I want it to be let me erase it you know mm-hmm. or ooh, I wrote a whole paragraph but I don't like the way it looks let me tear it out and put it in the trash it's like crazy absolute craziness it's not crazy I've done that before I've gone past it but you're not alone don't even worry <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um so with the with reflecting back and um, some of the things that you are journaling and meditating and also even to like, what are some of the, I, actually, let me ask this question because if we're moving forward, like to preparing you for, uh, in a couple of months, like, what are you 
what are you journaling? Obviously high level because journaling is personal, but what are some of the things that you're journaling on or you're reflecting or you're consuming right now that's kind of like giving you inspiration or giving you food to to think about like as you're transitioning into like, man, I know how it was before I left the building when I went on maternity leave. I don't know if it's going to be that exact way because people transition all the time, you know, like uh, three or four months, five months is a long time for things to change at work. Mm -hmm. But you kind of know the general culture of what you are walking yourself back into. What are you, what is your hype? Like, or what are you reflecting? Like, hey, all these feelings that I'm feeling about with just being a mom in general and like how freaking hard it is. There's mm -hmm. nobody that can tell me what to do. I can read every book. I can ask all my friends. I can ask like my mama, my aunties, my cousins, what they went through. But it, you take bits and pieces, mm -hmm. but you're like, I did that, but that didn't work for me. So now I feel like I'm back to square one. Or you listen to something, you're like, oh, that's a good idea. And then you apply it and you're like, uh, that didn't quite go the way that I thought it was. So mm -hmm. how are you able to like, or what are you doing? What are you writing about? Or what are you consuming that's like, man, I'm up this morning. I'm hyped. It's five o'clock in the morning. Let's go. I only got two hours of sleep, but I'm here. <laughs> right, right. And to be fair. I'm ready for the day. <laughs> I ain't that hype. I am not that hype at 5 a.m. It is a struggle for me. I'm going <laughs> to here. Um, but as far as what I'm writing about, um, I think a lot of it obviously has to do with motherhood and also has to do with kind of how I envision myself as a person. Because I feel like even over these last three months, I've changed so much in different ways. Um, but going back to that whole intentionality theme, like I want to be intentional. So I'm asking myself questions like, okay, well, who do I want to be? Like, what type of mom do I want to be? I'm asking myself, like, how do I want my son to see me? You know what I mean? Um, things like that to help me think about what, steps I need to make now to achieve that vision in the future so like that whole little snapback project that came from reflection like okay what's going to help me to feel like my best self you know and that's like my appearance that's important for, to me for better or for worse um so that's where I'm going to start so things like that so I'm asking myself those types of questions as uh, to be quite honest as far as what I'm consuming I I'm nothing quite yet um but I definitely want to get into that because I, I do need to find different ways to fill my cup. And another thing I've been reflecting on, like, you know, as far as what's important to me and what makes me feel good, and even just the treasures I'm building, you know what I mean? Like, we both go to Eastern Star and I'm always thinking about, you know, my success. But what does success look like for me is a question I've been answering for a while. And yes, it's things like having a disposable income, which I never would take for granted. Um, it's things like being able to go get my nails done and my husband being so kind to pay for it, et cetera, um, whatever. But also it looks like my spiritual investments. You know what I mean? Like, what am I doing? Because if somebody came in and broke, broke in, took all of my stuff, like, what do I have left? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I need to be able to answer that in the positive. You know what I mean? So 
I don't know, that's something that's inspiring too, to think about, okay, well, what do I need to do spiritually to build up my cup? Because, you know, there are physical things and material things which are great, but also are not enough. Because when you look at some of the richest people in the world, that doesn't mean that they're the most fulfilled people in the world. That doesn't mean that they're the most purposeful people in the world. You know what I mean? So I want to be well-rounded. And so that gives me something to track towards. Do you feel like that? So I feel like everything you're doing right now is like therapy because, but you're like, you're, an, you're answering these prompt questions and reflecting on them um, yourself. But do you think that this transition that you're um, doing right now, do you think it would have come if you weren't, um, you didn't become a mom? I think so, but maybe it would hit a little different. I feel like because I have someone to be responsible for, I feel more of a sense of urgency, more of a sense of responsibility to really fall through. Because sometimes, you know, I'll admit, I'll make promises to myself. I'll say, I'll do this, won't do it. You know what I mean? Won't give it too much thought afterwards. But now it's like, no, what I do impacts my baby and not just his welfare but like I'm thinking about how important it is to see your parents reflecting things in order for you to do those things so if, if I want him to be this type of person I need to be that type of person and that's really important to me um so do I think I would have thought about these things yes do I think that I would have applied the same sense of urgency the same sense of commitment maybe not okay I think sometimes it's that different type of um that your mind changes from your parenting, but then uh, as you be, uh, your mind changes as you become a parent, but I also think sometimes you pull things or you leave things from your childhood um, that you incorporate. Uh, but I'm glad that you, you said that you would have gotten there anyways. It's just more of an ex expedited. And I think that I agree with you. Like you have to be that example for your kid. Um, as much as sometimes there's a lot of pressure from all sides, you know, um, being in a relationship, being a parent, being a good worker, it's, it's, uh, it's very, it's overwhelming sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, because sometimes you're trying to figure out what are my expectations? Like whose expectations am I trying to meet? Um, and what is a good wife? What is a good mom? you know, what is a good worker? I mean, worker is kind of sometimes easier to navigate because there's a structure and there's goals and stuff like that. But do you find yourself, this will be my last question, because I know I promised you guys a power hour and then you know me, I keep jabbing, especially with one of my faves that's mm -hmm. near and dear to my heart. Brittany and I sit up here like and talk for like hours. Um, but what would you say is... Um, that structure that we have at work where we're setting goals, we're, we're revisiting them every quarter, six months, whatever it is, how are you able to figure out what your expectations are from your family and what they need from you? Because sometimes it, it we we think that we need to be doing something and we forget to sometimes ask the people that obviously our babies can't talk, but you know, to a certain extent, but like, how are you able to navigate that as you're starting to go back to work? Like, what are the 
minimum expectations and we can build from there. Yeah. As far as family, I think I really kind of created my own sense of expectations there, to be quite honest. Um, I do try to check in with my husband on a regular basis. Like, how are you doing? What do you need from me? You know, and <laughs> incorporating that as well. But overall, I have a sense of, especially now that we're almost three years married, I have a sense of, okay, what is needed to run my household? You know what I mean? And something that's really important for me and something that defines, I think, a good wife, a good mom, a good chief of household um, is making a house a home. Um, for different reasons, it's really important to me. And so that is kind of my North Star, you know, like, what am I going to do to make this a, a place of peace, a place of comfort for my family and for myself? Uh, so those are the things I tend to prioritize as far as like expectations. And so that meaning, even though my husband helps me sometimes, but that meaning making sure the laundry is done, right? That meaning um, interior decor, like make sure I have somewhere presentable, you know, aesthetically pleasing mm -hmm. to come home to, somewhere clean to come home to, uh, somewhere with not a lot of riffraff and people coming in and out and drama, you know, that type of place to come home to. So also a meal, making sure there's food, right? <laughs> making sure there's some home cooked meals. Like we, we're good to go out, you know, especially when stuff gets really busy, but I try to make sure we're still getting home cooked meals. So that's important to me as far as like, that's how I build my expectations based on what I think home is. And I think even my shared ideas with my husband about what I think home is, um, and then building from there. So that's how I get the expectations. And hopefully I can say it's also informed by my husband's feedback. So that's that as far as family and then work, girl, work in the system. That's how I get my expectations. <laughs> I think now that I've been at my current company for what, four years, I mm -hmm. think it's been, I have a sense of the unwritten rules and honestly, it's still something to navigate because I did, I didn't always live on the corporate side. You know, there was a point I lived on the agency side and even up through this year, there are some things that I've had to dismantle because there's different thinking regarding some of the same things on either side. Mm -hmm. So anyway, just working that system, continuing to stay in touch with my manager about what her expectations are and figuring out from there. But that's how I kind of manage the expectations is based on what I know and the feedback that I get and actively seeking that feedback too. Cause I'm gonna have to have that conversation with my manager when I get back so I was going to be like, okay, you know, like, what are the priorities? You know, what's changed? Where are we? You know, what are some things that the team is dealing with and, and challenged by and built out from there? But that feedback, I think, at home and professionally is always critical to building my expectations. But also I have my own reference points too, especially regarding home. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Well, I think you guys, I mean, I know for me, I've learned, or it's been good to have a conversation with Brittany about boundaries. I know that's something I still struggle with. I, I'm getting better and better, um, but expectations for sure, because I think sometimes moms, we're just so hard on ourselves, um, mm -hmm. and we're, we want to be super mom, super worker, super everything, and there's a breaking point where you're just exhausted and tired and you're like, you know what? What am I doing all this for? <laughs> you know? um, so it's good to kind of get some tips from you and know that like, sounds like we need to get a journal 
And if you don't know uh-huh. what type of prompts you need, I think Brittany gave some really good prompts, um, especially if you're in a season of transition and uh, or heading back to work or about to have a baby or whatever. Um, but I think the resources of the time blocking for sure, I utilize that. Um, but I think when you said the promises that you keep to yourself, that hit home for me because we can do, we can tell ourselves that we want to do all these different things. But then like if something comes up that it we feel like is more of a priority, whether it's family, whether it's work, um, will be like that hour block that I actually needed a nap for today because I'm exhausted. I'm just going to stay up and do, you know, whatever. And we need to, like you said, like continue to keep pouring into ourselves because um, we got to be here, you know, as the chief of our household or as the the partner to our spouse or the parent to our child that they, uh, or for a baby, they, they need us, you know, um, a home is not, you know, the, the dad and the kid and the fur baby, it's everyone, you know, yeah. everyone needs to be, uh, good. So with that, um, I always ask a, every guest one question or well, two questions, you can pick whatever one you want. Um, and so the first question is, what is your go-to resource for professional life, professional or life, uh, that you enjoy um, now that you would like to share with the listeners? Or what advice would you give to your younger self? Mm, and I know you told me this ahead of time, but those are really <laughs> tough questions. Um, <laughs> You know what? So I think I'll take the first question. That being, um, I, what did you say? Where Where do I go? Like, what are my sources for guidance? Yeah. What's your go to resource? Um, and it can be on anything. I know you mentioned, you know, boundaries and um, journaling and meditation. But what is another resource that you either really like in your professional side of life, or, um, or at home? that you think would be beneficial for the listeners? Yeah, I think, and this might be a bit unexpected, but a good source for me, I've come to learn are the people around me, I guess my village, as some people would call it. Um, I'm very much an independent person, usually a self-sufficient person, Um, even come to learn lately a very introverted person in ways Hmm. so I don't and haven't made it a habit to really depend on people or ask for things especially because I feel like as adults you hear a lot of you know I don't really I don't really reach out because because you know I'm just really bad at staying connected you know that used to piss me off because I used (laughs) to be that person always reaching out and, and doing nice things for my friends but not getting that you know, reciprocated, and they used to mm-hmm. bother the piss out of me. And so I have kind of become that person's like, no, I'll reach out to the few, you know, yeah. <laughs> try and true, but y'all not gonna keep using me. <laughs> say, I've had to reevaluate that perspective lately, especially as a mom, because I'm I'm in a place where I need a lot of information. Quite frankly, like I want to learn from other people's experiences, etc. And so I've had to 
make myself available and extend those lines of communication and a connection to other people. And, and that can certainly be my family, my friends, uh, but that also has evolved to look like, let's say my doula and et cetera, you know, just really building those lines of connection. And so those sources for me that have been important uh, for, I think you said, inspiration or guidance is now other people you know, and, and being able to have those kind of opportunities of fellowship and connection, even if it's just like, you know, going on a walk mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm not a phone person. I recognize everyone is not a phone person. Um, and that's fine. So we have to, <laughs> you know, build it into life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I've actually find those to be the most enriching experiences to be quite honest and I mean it could really be as quick as you know having a quick conversation at church like we went to church I told you we went back in person girl it was so nice to see folks and people just came up like I saw Jelly I saw one of my mentors from work and it was just nice just catching up and kind of getting thoughts and feedback and perspective and it was really quick like literally like everybody had to go on their way but those types of connections is what I find to be inspiring. Yeah, I agree. Like, I'm a people person, um, but there is that level of drainage where you're around people so much that you're just like, I just need five minutes. And my five minutes is in the shower. Like, mm-hmm. that's where I, have, I get my energy back. No one's bothering me. No one's trying to come into the bathroom when I'm in the bathroom. No one's sending me girl, guess what happened? Like my husband does uh, a gossiper. <laughs> guess what he's happened? <laughs> yeah, he's always with the tea. It's like, do you, you can stay out of people's business, my dear. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, resources, yeah, each other. We're some of the greatest resources for each other. So I agree. Well, thank you so much for spending this hour with me and I am so proud of you with the mom that you are becoming uh and you don't need my praise but I just want to just tell you because sometimes we don't tell each other you know like we be suffering our own like situation or be in our not suffering but just in in it and it's sometimes to just um affirm each other like hey girl I know it's a Sunday, like, you need to take a nap, you know, or, hey, I ain't heard from you. You want to take a walk, you know, like, or you want to run an errand with me, you know, like, all this other stuff. Like, we need each other. We need that community, um, especially, like, even now coming out of the pandemic, like, we just, we've been on our phone so much. We've been isolated so much. And so isolation can sometimes feel suffocating. And so it's good to kind of uh, fellowship. So, all righty, guys, because I'll keep it going. Um, <laughs> we're shutting it down. So um, thank you guys so much this week for coming on and spending time with Brittany and I and learning her journey as she's transitioning to a new season in her life. And I know I've been able to gain some tools and also have, sh- you know, shared things that Brittany might have known and maybe not have known and as I'm getting more into this podcast and sharing my journey as mom it's allowing me to be um more transparent and putting things out there that I'm dealing with that sometimes I'm scared 
to just say because of judgment or or the perception of how I see myself mm-hmm. and how I want people to see me. And at this point, like you're not benefiting anybody uh, for me. Like I'm not benefiting anyone for not sharing, you know, some of the things that I've gone through. So I just appreciate Brittany coming up here with me, hanging out with me. And um, I hope you guys have an amazing Friday, whether you are grabbing your first cup of coffee or um, grabbing lunch or commuting home from work. I appreciate you spending this power hour with me and I will see y'all next week. Hey love, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast episode. I would love to stay in touch with you and connect. So to keep up with the OYOT podcast, follow on your own terms podcast with Amber Cherie on Spotify and Anchor. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at OYOT podcast. And also too, if you want to share your thoughts um, or even write a little love letter or feedback, send us a letter um, to the email address of O-Y-O-T-P-O-D at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.